What would my life look like if I just obeyed God the first time? Because how many times has my Heavenly Father had to ask me, (laughs) encourage me, nudge me, push me to do something? Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. If you are brand new here, here's what you need to know. This is a community that believes that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. We believe in the original definition of wealth, which was the condition of well-being. And so we seek to unpack that in six pillars. And if you want to know more about those pillars, I invite you to head to patricewashington.com forward slash start here, and you'll get a free audio training where you can learn about the six pillars and even get a little hint at how to assess where you are and where you need to start. But today I'm really excited to, I think I'm putting this, yeah, it makes sense. I'm putting this under the faith pillar. So if you're a purpose chaser, OG listener, you already know what the faith pillar means. That means that we believe in something greater. And the whole message behind the faith pillar is like, look, if you are on the journey to building wealth, it is so important that you believe in something or you're going to fall for everything. And I don't try to police what you believe in. That's why it's just believe in something greater. But my thing is, if you say you believe, do you make time to practice it? Because life is going to happen whether you want it to or not. And the topic for today is obedience, which I do put under the faith pillar. And this was really important. I mean, we started the year talking about results versus resolutions. And we had a phenomenal series. And then even last week, I just did a back-to-back week-long mini-series highlighting clients in my program, Purpose to Platform. And really, there was a common theme even amongst those women. And my theme for the year, every single year, I start with a word or a thought or phrase or something that I hold on to that really directs my path for the year, really creates my calendar. It dictates my choices. It literally leads the year for me. And I made a decision last year, well before the first day of 2020, that my word for this year would be obedience. It would be obedience. And I had an experience, which I shared with you all in the episode, Stop Romanticizing Relationships, where it was a really difficult time for me in terms of having a relationship that went awry and knowing that I actually felt the nudge months before everything fell apart. And I was told to end the relationship, but I wasn't obedient. I did what a lot of us do. I tried to bargain and reason. (laughs) And I tried to make excuses for, and I did everything but what God told me to do in that moment. And so months later, when everything kind of crumbled, I believe that what I was experiencing was what happens when we're disobedient. And so the word obedience had already come up for me, but that experience just solidified this idea 
that when I felt like I was hearing from the Holy Spirit, when I got that gut check, when I had that intuition that I would be obedient. So let's define it because obedience is compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another's authority. And for me, at this stage, just from a spiritual perspective, obedience means having perfect confidence in God. So, right, like essentially putting my faith into practice, meaning every time that I hear, if I seek God and I believe that I have heard a response, that I align myself with the response as opposed to aligning myself with my own interests or my desires or the standards of others, basically looking at what will my life look like if I just obeyed God the first time, the first time. And as I've been studying obedience, I even looked up articles around, you know, children in obedience and raising preteens and (laughs) you know, how to build your relationship with your preteen. And I ran across something that had to do with obedience. And one of the things was avoid making your parents ask you to do something more than once. Avoid making your parents ask you to do something more than once. And I was like, because how many times has my heavenly father had to ask me, (laughs) encourage me, nudge me, push me to do something? And it had to come more than once because I don't know about you, but I know for me, there have been many times in my personal and professional life where I have been hardheaded and I got the nudge or I got the inclination to do something and then I procrastinated or I said, God, when I'm done with this, I'll get to that. Or I made up any number of excuses about why I wasn't ready or why I wasn't prepared or how busy I was, right? And if you're truly going to, in the in, in the article that I read, obey a parent, it's telling children, you should avoid making your parents ask you to do something more than once. It says you should also avoid backtalk because fighting or bickering with your boss, your teacher, or your parent is the exact opposite of obedience. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh, right? Asking questions. How many times have you prayed for something, gotten the answer, and then because you didn't want that answer, you asked a bunch of questions? (sighs) Well, do you mean right now? Is this really for me? Did you really mean forgive them? Did you really mean move to this place? Did you really mean sell my house? Did you really mean downsize? Are you really saying sacrifice? Is it really? Are we really? Do you really? Are you sure? That is the exact opposite of obedience. And a girlfriend of mine invited me to a simulcast that Priscilla Schreier who is phenomenal. If you don't know who she is, please look her up. Her Bible studies are amazing. But Priscilla Schreier was having this simulcast. I think it was April, 2019. And it's so funny when I decided that, okay, obedience needs to be my word. I was flipping through the journal that I had at that time. And I ran across this quote by her from that simulcast. It said, God does not speak to be heard. He speaks to be obeyed. God does not speak to be heard. He speaks to be obeyed. 
And I thought about all of the ways and all of the times where I've heard God and I chose something else over obedience. I chose perfection over obedience. I chose avoidance over obedience. I chose excuses over obedience. I chose expectation or excitement over obedience. I chose logic over obedience. I chose convenience over obedience. And when I made the decision to make my theme this year, obedience, and to extend it a little further, obedience over everything, the question that I ask myself almost daily now is kind of a reminder is what if I were just obedient the first time I heard God? What if I were just obedient the first time I heard God? What if I chose obedience over perfection? Because even though I know progress beats perfection, I still find myself at times dealing with This idea that I shouldn't release something until I have it all mapped out. Every single piece is in order. I know everything about it. And because this has been my theme, I am abandoning that, right? So for example, you may have heard me talk about Command the Stage, which is a two-day live training I have coming up in April. I'm training the next generation of transformational speakers. But that was not on the calendar. That was not in my schedule in January 1st. It was not a part of the strategic plan, nothing. I literally was getting out of the shower and I saw myself teaching. I saw the room set up. I immediately had a download on the curriculum. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, like, you you need to train people. Like, you need to teach people this. And really, it came out of kind of a disdain that I've had for people taking the art of speaking and making it only about speaking to sell. And there's nothing wrong with speaking to sell, but I find that people jump to selling without really offering value. And if you know anything about me as a in my business coach role, I really want to teach purpose-driven people how to increase influence, impact, and income with integrity. And because speaking is such a big part of my platform. It's the way that I've reached tens of thousands of people every single year and really get tons of business from speaking, but I don't sell from the stage. And so I felt this nudge, like you have to teach more people how to do that because this industry is just becoming overwhelming with people who only care about the sale and they they stop caring about the people. And so anyway, I got this download and... The next day, I was doing an Instagram live, IGTV, not live. I was doing an IGTV and I'm in the car with my husband coming from the gym and I was talking about something completely like not command the stage. I was talking about being obedient and I said, and for example, you know, I got a download yesterday that I'm moving on and I share just a snippet. Now, the perfectionist in me would have never (laughs) like would have never same thing happened to me with mastery and momentum which is my mastermind like at the time that I initially launched it the plan was not to launch it I blurted it out and then I had to follow through with it and in the same way 
this time, I kind of blurted it out, but the thing is, at least behind the scenes, I got the download and I was actually moving forward. Like I was actively seeking out the hotel and I was starting to put things together. I literally had the breakdown for how the entire two days would go. And I was already starting to create the content for it. Like I saw it all. I felt it all. I could see it all. I know exactly how I want to serve in this way. But the point is, I said something before it was perfected out of obedience. And because I did, I probably sold out quicker. I'm on the, we're almost sold out, but literally we were halfway sold out before I even really opened the doors because of that IGTV. And that was my takeaway is that when you're obedient, right? If God gave you the vision, he's going to give you the provision. He's going to provide. The people who need to see, hear, experience it, they showed up, right? They knew immediately it was for them. There was no hard selling. There was no trying to force or manipulate or there was nothing. I think we sent out one or two emails and posted something on Instagram and the the seats were half full because I'm only serving 25 people, right? Like that is the blessing, I believe, of obedience, over perfection. Because had I said, no, I need to wait until I have a sales page. I need to wait until I have all the emails. I need to wait until the webinar is scheduled. I need to wait until the hotel is finalized. We had sold seven, eight seats before I even knew what hotel it would be at, right? So obedience over perfection, asking myself every day, what would it look like if you were just freaking obedient the first time? Because God doesn't speak to be heard. He speaks to be obeyed. One of the verses that I also read every day now is Deuteronomy 28 and 2. It says, all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God. And I read that as all these blessings will come upon me and overtake me if I pay attention to the voice of the Lord my God. And I say that over and over again towards the end of my quiet time, literally every morning. And it is just that reminder to me that there are blessings waiting for me, right? They want to overtake me, but I have to pay attention to the voice of the Lord, my God. And one of the ways that you know that it's that voice, because I can imagine that someone is saying, well, how do I know if it's God's voice or my voice? The way that I believe that voice has become more and more refined is the deeper I get into the word. There's an episode I did last year on spiritual malnutrition. And what I really learned during that time was that whenever I would get really busy with speaking and being on the road and, you know, booked and busy with all the things that I prayed for, my spiritual life, my quiet time would go from really reading and studying the word to doing drive-by devotionals. And whenever I get into quick devotionals, trying to just make sure I can say that I checked off the faith pillar for the day and I did it, but I'm not taking time to study, then hearing God's voice becomes very fuzzy. And that's when all of the doubts and the voices in my head that just exist anyway, and all of the unsupportive thoughts and limiting beliefs begin to take over and I forget that as long as 
I'm obedient and I am doing what I know I should be doing over all the other things that we choose from, that's how I know I'm on the right path. And it's really funny if you read Deuteronomy and I encourage you, I guess I would say I'm encouraging Christians in particular. If you are a Christian in particular, then I really encourage you to read Deuteronomy because you will see that it's very specific about about the importance of obedience in so many different books of the Bible. But really in Deuteronomy, I really love how it just breaks down um, the blessings of obedience And, you know, there's songs out there. I'll be blessed in the city. I'll be blessed in the field. I'll be blessed when I come and I'm blessed when I go. But people love to sing the I'm blessed here and I'm blessed there. But they don't talk about what it requires. They don't talk about the fact that obedience came first. Obedience comes before all of that. You know, I'll be blessed and my enemies will be defeated when I'm obedient. Right. Oh, my storehouse will be overflowing when I'm obedient. Oh, all the people of the earth will see that I was called by the Lord when I'm obedient. (laughs) We like to forget the prerequisite and obedience is actually the prerequisite. And I have become so serious about this. You guys, I literally keep a note on my phone that says this obedient life. And I'm sharing it because I really, this is my theme for the year. This is my word. This is my guiding principle, if you will, for the year, um, obedience over everything. But I really want to encourage us all because if this is where blessings flow from, then it's definitely not anything I wanted to keep to myself. And so on my phone, I have a note that says this obedient life. And every time I have a download, a thought, especially when the thought is not something that I originated, like I know that it's not and you know, when it's not, you know, when you have that random idea, you know, that when, when that thing stands out to you, maybe something that you've read before a million times and all of a sudden it means something different, or you've seen something several times, or you have a conversation with someone and all of a sudden you have this, huh? This moment where you're like, wait a minute, and you get that nudge, I should go left, or I should go right, or I should stop, or I should move rapidly on this, or I should talk to so-and-so, or I should support so-and-so. You know what it's like because it, it didn't originate with you. Like, I knew when that download in the bathroom was like, okay, this is something you need to do. Now I'm an entrepreneur and as a creative person, I have no shortage of ideas, but there's something different about an idea that you feel I must move on this now. Not logical, not perfect timing, nothing else that says this should be happening, but I feel I need to move on this now. You know it. And so I've been putting all of those down. Every time I could remember to record it, I do. If I take a different route home, I try to make a note of it. If something nudges me to call someone out of the blue, 
I make a note of it. If something nudges me to email someone, I make a note of it. If I get that nudge to like look up something that I wasn't even really thinking about, but it just dropped in my spirit, I've been doing it. I've been doing it. I've been doing it. I wish I could sit here for you and tell you every single result. One, which I think is phenomenal, I have to share because it blew us away on one of our weekly prayer calls. So I've shared before that uh, I believe that one of my good girlfriends in this space, Rachel Luna, is also my prayer partner. Well, Rachel has a program called Faith Activated, which I know I shared on the podcast, but what you don't know is the backstory about me sharing. So Rachel actually helped me through that difficult time when I was disobedient and ended up in that, that situation with that relationship that expired. And she gave me some journaling prompts. They really, really, really helped me get through that season, like cleared up a lot of things that I just had swirling around in my head. And I did not know that Rachel actually had a journaling program. I just didn't know. And I was in my prayer closet, literally sitting there praying, journaling. I don't know what I was doing, but all of a sudden I said something dropped in my spirit and it said, help Rachel promote her journal. And I'm like, okay, but I wasn't going to stop what I was doing and text or anything. I was literally in my own kind of praise and worship time. So I just put it in the notes as under my, you know, disobedient life note and totally forgot. Let's say it was like Sunday or Monday when that happened. We pray on Wednesday mornings. On Wednesday, Rachel says on our prayer call, I've been thinking about going ahead and relaunching Faith Activated, which is my journaling course. And I have a physical journal and all this stuff. And I about lost it, you guys. I was like, what? What? Are you kidding me right now? I went to Disobedient Life on my phone. I took a screenshot and I sent it to her. I said, the Holy Spirit already told me to promote that for you. Like I was supposed to help you sell your journals. And at the time that I had that download, she was being prompted to do it and was like getting in the mode of like, okay, I should go ahead and do it. But just the way that even that all came together, I had no idea about her journals, about Faith Activated. I just didn't know. And she was just sharing as we do every week, you know, just sharing kind of loosely, but I had already been told. And so that is the beauty of writing down those downloads and those nuggets and those moments of inspiration is that you can look back and see where it came from. And so by the time she said that, there was no hesitation on my part. And I imagine if it had happened the other way around, maybe I was already in promotion for something and she said, hey, would you be willing to promote? That would be one of those things where I'd have to be like, okay, well, let me look at the calendar. Let me see what else is going on. Let me make sure, let me check it out because I want to make sure it's in alignment for my audience. I would have gone down a million questions, but because it had already dropped in my spirit, I could be obedient and just serve her and just support her in that way. And that's the thing about obedience. (laughs) It's like we overthink and overcomplicate things really because we weren't being obedient to begin with. Because I know that there have been many times that I've probably had 
these aha moments and these little nudges or gut, you know, feelings. And because I didn't record it, because maybe it didn't happen immediately, I completely forgot about it, right? And then something circled back around and I'm sure I just overdid it, overthought it, made it complicated. And I really invite you to try it. Let me know. Hit me up in the in, in DMs or on social media. I would be down to do like an obedience challenge. Here I go again, because I'm blurting this out. But I would be down to do like some type of obedience challenge. What would it look like? Join me with this. And we don't have to make some huge official thing. But join me in this idea of what will my life look like if I was obedient over everything? If instead of waiting for perfection, if instead of making excuses, if instead of rationalizing, if instead of logic, (laughs) if instead of everything else that you normally do to avoid just being obedient and doing what you heard the first time you heard it, what if you wrote it down with me and acted on every single thing for seven days, for 14 days, for 30 days? What do you think your life could look like? What do you think God could do? Honestly, honestly. And if you're like, I have no idea, would you be willing to take my word for it and just trust me? Would you be willing to do it with me? Would you be willing to just try? Because I have a sneaky suspicion that this is not just about me. I got a sneaky suspicion that literally, if we just listened and remember, in order to really hear, you have to know his voice and his voice comes through knowing his word, comes through knowing the word. So that means that in addition to writing all these things down, you would actively be seeking wisdom, seeking wise counsel by going to the word. But what if you just gave yourself seven days to do that? What do you think you could create? All I'm asking is if you're up for the challenge to do it, And just share what happens in the comments on YouTube, on my website, on social media. Go back to the post that talks about this episode and just share what happens. Send me an email, DM me in social media, Seek Wisdom PCW. What would it look like if we chose obedience over everything? I'm doing it for the whole year and I would love for you to join me for any portion of this year. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you that it'll be life-changing because we're only, what, several weeks into this year and I'm doing things that I just literally had not planned. And for someone who is a super planner, do you know what this takes? (laughs) Now, I always say I, I got this from Lisa Nichols. I'm committed to the vision. I'm not attached to how I get there. So I do maintain a great deal of flexibility. However, these downloads come at the most inconvenient times. Can we keep it real? It is even about choosing obedience over convenience. It's not going to be at the perfect time. It's not going to be, you know, these things that you will feel led to do won't be in your comfort zone. It may not even be something that you're the most excited to do. Your obedience may come from having to apologize to someone. That's going to be difficult. But man, 
what could be on the other side of that? That's the exciting thing. What's on the other side of me being obedient as opposed to giving into my fear or being obedient even when I'm no longer excited to do the work? Being obedient even when it's easier to avoid? Being obedient even when I'm not sure that I am the best? like that my performance is the best, that I'm fully prepared in the way that I think I need to be prepared. But God doesn't not only not speak to be heard, God doesn't give us instructions to obey because he needs our perfection and not necessarily because he needs our enthusiasm or excitement and not because he requires our logic And not even because he's trying to meet our expectations. If we're going to live a life surrendered to chasing purpose, not money, then that means that we have to have faith that what we're pursuing was truly designed for us and that the provision is there. And that if we trust, he truly will make our path straight. And... As much as this was just for me and public accountability, I've shared it in my groups already, but public accountability, I couldn't help but feel that somebody else needed this reminder that your compliance, the first time you hear God's voice, is going to be the key to unlocking everything you say you want this year. But Just like children who are learning to obey their parents, you have to avoid being asked over and over again and do it the first time. And you have to avoid the back talk. You got to just obey. Even when you don't feel like it and even when you don't feel ready, you got to obey. So I hope that that's a blessing to you. Let me know again in the comments your word for the year, your theme for the year. Let me know if this idea of just radical obedience even resonates with you. And let me know if you're up for the obedience challenge. If I see enough people jumping on it, maybe we'll do something formal. If you're in the Purpose Chaser community, then we're definitely going to do it. So make sure you comment. The Purpose Chaser community is IamAPurposeChaser.com, completely free for those folks who love redefining wealth and are doing everything they can to live by the pillars. Let's make this something we do for the faith pillar. I would love to just track. I don't know. I don't know how many people I can track. We have, a think, a couple thousand people on Purpose Chasers. You're more than welcome to come and join us over there and also find an accountability partner because... Like I said, this is my public accountability, but maybe having an accountability partner who was also working towards being obedient the first time over everything, you guys could really support and encourage each other. So there's a lot of people hooking up as accountability partners over in the Purpose Chaser community, but you can also hit me up in social media at Seek Wisdom PCW. And next week, we're actually going to talk about the cost of disobedience, the price of disobedience. I have a wonderful interview with someone I really, really respect. She's a fellow podcaster coming up next week. 
And we're really going to unpack because if you read Deuteronomy 28 all the way through, here's what you need to know. The blessing of obedience is only like the first maybe 15 scriptures, verses. But man, the whole chapter is talking about what happens when we're disobedient. And there's really no gray area. That's the thing. So I'm inviting you into living this obedient life because I've already read about the disobedient part and it's not good. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you. So if you want to prepare for next week's episode, read Deuteronomy 28. So that's it for this week, guys. I will see you next week. Until then, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Later.